Hey guys, and welcome to the $1 podcast. I'm your host, David McCoby, and I am joined with my co-host, Manase Cuete. Hello, and thank you. <clears throat> thank you again for joining us uh, in this podcast. Yes, we have an, another great topic to talk to you guys about today. We're going to explore the four types of toxic people. Just breaking down what are those types, um, also giving a brief description of them, our own personal encounters with toxic people, as well as um, just shedding insight on what it means to be a toxic person. So thank you once again for tuning in to listen to another podcast. Without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into it. So the first type of toxic person on this list is the conversational narcissist. Now this is defined as they won't allow you to speak in any conversation. They're completely self-centered and they will be, they will never be attentive to your needs. So just to repeat again, they will never allow you to speak in any conversation. They are completely self-centered. Well, not to cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> not to cut you off, but I don't, I don't, I would <laughs> go, go ahead. See, see, uh, no one's a narcissist here, but <laughs> at least we like to think. Um, so narcissistic people i think the the person that kind of comes to mind especially when you think of celebrities well i feel like all celebrities have like some sort of like narcissism to them because like mm-hmm. who doesn't want to be like praised and if you chase that kind of route you know you're doing mm-hmm. it for that self-praise but um i i always when i think of a narcissist i always reflect back to like Kanye West in that moment where he snatched the mic away from Taylor Swift, but he's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna let you finish. But Beyonce had the best, and he did it in a big award show in yeah. front of everybody. Two times. Um he had, a, he had a lot of narcissistic moments. Yeah. So well, that was the ones where he took away the mic from someone and take away that moment. Um, but just just imagine, you know, the lack of personal shame that it mm-hmm. comes from allowing someone to accept that reward and completely shifting that attention to someone else. Um, so that's not to say Kanye West, he's an amazing artist and he's one of like the greatest creative minds of our generation. It's just an example that I use to think about what stage of narcissism is. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to, uh, just to throw it at you, Manase, um, what is your experience when it comes to um, those those um, conversational narcissists? And how do you tend to navigate around dealing with someone who's narcissistic? Well, there are two, I think there are two, ish, two categories here. Uh, the very first one is, well, I, I, I think I've always been, well, I was always, I've always been a timid person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think that naturally I tended to be the quiet one. Mm-hmm. Not because I didn't want to talk. It's yeah. just because not my nature, by nature, I was never a talkative person. Mm. Timid, quiet. Um, so... Earlier, early on in life, I would end up being on the receiving end of the narcissist person, meaning I would be sitting there and 
just feeling stupid, dumb. These people have a lot to talk about. These yeah. people know. Yeah. Uh, but then what changed me was, uh, I think I might have been 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. And I had gone to Sunday school, church, mm-hmm. and they, they read this verse in Proverbs mm-hmm. that says that uh, the person that speaks a lot, mm-hmm. The person that, that, that speaks a lot sins more, mm. but the person that refrains from speaking a lot mm-hmm. almost preserves himself from sinning a lot. Mm. And that was for the first time where I started to make a personal effort not yeah. to speak a lot because mm. I was kind of getting to that age where I wanted to talk more and yeah. you know say a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I and it's always satisfying mm-hmm. personally if mm-hmm. I am I actually know. What I could say, yeah. but then someone else catches, cutters, cuts me off. And I'm going to let you finish, but. Yeah. <laughs> but they keep talking, they talk, yeah. and I'm sitting there, and there's the urge to correct them or the urge to do something. Yes. But then I, I let them finish their ideas because what I've learned too in life is you have to let someone f- completely finish their thought process. Let mm. them finish it all, mm. all the way to the end because. Mm. If you cut them off, mm-hmm. then whatever you say, you say, mm-hmm. you just it's gonna go back and forth. Yeah. But if you respect them, yeah. even the narcissist, I think the narcissist deserves respect, right? So really? mm-hmm. if they really want to speak, let's mm-hmm. see how far they can go. Yeah, because there's only so many great ideas a human can talk about yeah. until they become stupid and dumb, yeah. and then they start saying foolishness. Yeah. So I think it's always nice to let the narcissist. Be narcissist mm-hmm. while they still think they're smart, their ideas are brilliant. Mm-hmm. Let them go all the way to the point of foolishness. Mm. Then you jump in and speak. But then if you also cut them off, mm-hmm. you're only going to get the smart part of a narcissist. You okay. will never give them a chance to get to the foolish part of them. Gotcha. Give them a chance to figure out by themselves mm-hmm. that they, they're foolish. If the more they talk, the foolishness comes up. Oh. Yeah, that's just my two cents. Yeah. You know, I <laughs> I like to believe that's the case, but I can't help but to feel like even when a narcissist recognizes they're foolish, they're too self-absorbed to actually accept true. it. Yeah. You know, but it's but the point that you did make, it is very true in the sense that um however far they go. The biggest, the biggest corrector is time in life that, that yeah. shows like, hey, like you've literally spent all your time just talking about something like that. You're self-absorbed. And then people gradually start dropping off or removing and it's hard for people to be able to hang out and to be with you, you know, because I think a lot of times narcissistic people, and it's not that you don't see it, um, you don't see it in adults, which you do. You absolutely see a whole bunch of narcissistic adults uh but i reflect and i feel like more and more people were more so narcissistic around me when Mm -hmm. i was younger Mm -hmm. and then i think it was just like a a choice for me to be able to um you know remove myself from someone who's completely self-absorbed you know Mm -hmm. and not to say that you know i'm not self-centered in the sense that i want to be able to take a look at myself and be able to improve but um I can only hope that if you are someone who is that narcissist, Mm -hmm. that you finally run into something that allows you to see that, hey, like, 
all my relationships are really like genuine or valid. Like people really mm-hmm. don't really care. They'll just like stick around. But um, I, I just ultimately hope that that narcissistic person can be able to get that wake up call to be mm-hmm. able to make their their changes. Mm-hmm. But what you were saying is very valid. Um, the neg- the next type that we have is the negative Nancy. Now, the negative Nancy is they assume the worst in every given situation and they end up discouraging others as well. Once again, I repeat, <laughs> they assume the worst in every given situation and they end up discouraging others as well. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's it's not it's not bad enough for us as individuals to be to have some type of discernment of what could go wrong um but it's very draining to be around someone who constantly reminds you or constantly picks out the bad things and the flaws especially for me and you who have such big visions Mm -hmm. uh it would it would suffocate and hurt our creative growth to be around someone who is just like you know you know what like uh, how 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 interesting is this podcast gonna be like how many people are actually gonna tune in and how many especially in the beginning stage too especially coming from a place that just thinking in our minds and now doing yeah. uh we we have to self-regulate ourselves to remain positive but keep sure. going and have to be really mindful of who we're around when it comes to this early stages um so once so once again you know please um share your perspective on those who are constantly negative and more mm-hmm. so you know where do you believe that negativity comes from is it from their own inadequacies or is it genuine? Is it valid? Do they actually want to help you or are they just negative people? Cause we know people who yeah. are just negative and they have a hard time being happy. So I would love to hear what you have to say. I mean, I agree with you. Um, I actually don't have a problem with people seeing the worst okay. in a given situation. Okay. Right? What I have the problem is People asserting the idea mm-hmm. that it is impossible to fix mm. right, the problem. Yeah. So it's one thing to say, um, I don't know, you you are you are you want to be a soccer player, professional soccer player. It's too tough, man. Look, yeah. nobody from here ever becomes a soccer player. Yeah, it's, it's look, it's really tough. You have to go to this, to this, to yeah. this. Yeah. That's all good because that's mm-hmm. an observation Absolutely. someone can make. Hey, hey, it's very tough to do this. Absolutely. It, look, it's bad. It's Absolutely. bad. It's bad. For me, it's what comes after that. Yeah. That's what differentiates from me because mm. after observing all that bad thing, yeah, I want to hear mm-hmm. what are my chances. Right? Yeah. Like absolutely. if 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 you if you follow all those observations mm-hmm. with well, however, you could still try something right? mm-hmm. you could still attempt something and let's yeah. see if you can get there yeah. right then that's a better thing than just saying yo just give up yeah you know just quit now you're yeah. not gonna be any different yeah than all these humans that have tried it yeah you're not gonna be any special than everyone that have grown up here and yeah. never became a sport a, never were drafted in the nba nfl all that, you know, that's the attitude that kills the dream, that yeah. kills the person. And I was, 
I was having that conversation with my, some of my younger brothers mm-hmm. who love American football. Yeah. And then we're talking and I was telling them, you know, well, obviously no one, we don't have a lot of people from our town that have gone to the NFL. Yeah. But then looking at it, well, you have a chance if you just do, if you just practice the way NFL practice players practice Mm -hmm. every day from Mm -hmm. now that you're in eighth grade or Mm -hmm. sixth grade and just improve on one skill. Mm -hmm. Maybe you want to be a running back, Mm -hmm. start looking at how running backs Mm -hmm. professional train, Mm -hmm. start looking at like when they are trying to Mm -hmm. recruit draft players, what Mm -hmm. type of uh, drills they do, all those things. Mm -hmm. Well, you might not make it to the NFL, but at Mm -hmm. least you will get, you you will you will be preparing yourself yeah. to at least try out. And that's at least, more than anyone can say. Yeah. yeah. So for me, telling him that mm-hmm. is letting him know it's hard. Yeah. It's impossible, mm-hmm. but you, you don't have to give up. You know, gotcha. you can go rather than just telling him, Hey, <laughs> Brad, don't even go there. Like mm-hmm. don't just switch your dreams, go mm-hmm. figure out something else easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um that's the type of uh Nancy behavior that's not good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what sticks out to me most importantly is um, a lot of times the reason why people can be negative in any given situation is because they personally don't see it for themselves. Mm-hmm. So how can I be able to see it for you if I can't see it for for myself personally? Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that every given situation, they make it personal. But um, I think... It has to do with a lot of like self-regulation um, because I remember um, me and my my brother, Sam, we always had a conversation regarding why is it so easy when you meet someone for the first time, your brain is almost on autopilot in being able to pick out the things that you don't like about that mm-hmm. person to see the yeah. defaults wow. where, where you don't even, where you have to like train yourself to actually think about like the good things. So like yeah. it has a lot to do with the conditioning that we brought up or ways and how we see people. Um, we automatically assume the worst. A lot of us automatically just, if we're meeting a person we can't help but to like arm ourselves and Mm -hmm. being able to look at, okay, here are all the qualities. And, you know, just to, just to give like a known personal background, you know, going like to like public school, especially Mm -hmm. us who are like African, like refugees Mm -hmm. coming here in in the United States. One, one thing I didn't expect and I didn't know when it came to just, just schools in general is how, is how kids form friendships through making fun of each other and if you can be able to weather that and and if you can be able to do it well too it's almost like the person who's the best at being able to pick out other people's flaws is ultimately always like the like clown or like the popular one which is something that always stood out to me and never i never like liked it and i never liked to use it as a way to be able to make friends but it was almost like you're indoctrinated in this culture of joning where they Mm -hmm. used to call it roasting you know joning back in the day but um but when you look back you really realize that that person was just so well is because like they're hiding their own insecurities in in picking when you're when you're constantly projecting 
like the fears and the worst things you are basically saying don't look at me don't don't yeah. don't take a really deep look at me because mm -hmm. there's nothing here that guy look yeah. at his shoes look yeah. at his hat look at his clothes we need to fixate attention yeah. on that and you know I, that's one thing yeah. i i just that's never right. got over <laughs> as a kid you know and yeah. that's why as an adult i always actively practice to be to be kind to yeah. treat others the way that i want to be treated and 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 as a result surrounded by good genuine friendships yeah. and even when they and even when friendships aren't necessarily the one for me i can recognize that and remove myself um so the next one is the straight jacket so the straight jacket is defined by they want to control everything and everyone around them they want to be in charge of what you do what you say and even what you think mm -hmm. Once again, they want to control everything and everyone around them. They want to be in charge of what you do and what you say and even what you think. Now, this this sounds like the most toxic to me, and you see this more so in a relationship relationship, but also in friendships too. And it's sad because um, I think with these kind of friendships, you have someone, you, you always have like that person who suffers, who you have that narcissist, mm -hmm. but who's also feeding off that person who has low self-esteem, yeah. who controls that person sure. and dictates, you know, like, like you'll, you'll see like, un unfortunately, you know, you'll see like people like who, like a, a biggest indicator is like how we conventionally view attractiveness, right? Mm -hmm. You'll see someone, you see a girl who's like attractive or like, and have like a friend who's unattractive and attractive one is the one who's dictating where they're going, what they're doing, who they're seeing, blah, blah, blah. And the other girl, she's like, Hey, I'm here for the ride. I'm getting experiences <laughs> by just being around you. And, and, you know, you have to learn to self-value yourself, but I'm throwing this back to you. Um, please give us give us some more insight of, mm -hmm. of that straight jacket person, that person yeah. who just wants to control everything about the person that mm -hmm. they're next to. I mean, that's <laughs> that's those, those are the tough ones because <laughs> I think most of the time, what I've had for me at least, I've been <clears throat> we've had a group. A friend group of mm -hmm. like us four, mm -hmm. where I think after a while mm -hmm. we figure out who was who in the group, right? Really? So we're like, <laughs> we have one guy who like is too much into fitness, workout, like he we he's, he just sees himself, you know. And for us earlier, on, you control you want to control everything, like, guys. We're oh, gonna really? work out, yeah, yeah, like. Yeah. I don't want to work out. We're going to work out. Like, we're going to work out before. Yeah. Too bad. Yeah, and we were all roommates. So, But then early on, we recognized, like, oh, yeah, that's where it gets his confidence from. Yeah. From being the alpha male, the dominant mm. one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we gave it to him. Like, we were like, man, you're the most handsome in this group. <laughs> he felt, and, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those. But is that bad, like, to be able to prop someone so up like that? So I think if, if you are truly friends okay. and you know where that's coming from okay right? because yeah if their whole identity is wrapped around being powerful mm -hmm. being strong uh, then you want to be eventually what happens is they will not be able to use that on you once you if you don't present too much resistance mm. yeah so that's what we did with the friend we realized yeah yeah, yeah. it's mm. not worth it fighting mm -hmm. trying to present resistance mm -hmm. we'll let him be yeah. that mm -hmm. but then we will lift all the 
the the resistance mm-hmm. and then slowly started just acting normal okay, with us you know good. asking hey bro where are you guys gonna go <laughs> we are the people so i think if he's your friend mm-hmm. um part of the therapy too is that your friend needs help too yeah yeah Absolutely. someone has to help them Absolutely. come down from the Absolutely. being that powerful controlling jack yeah but you don't take down a controlling jack by being an as controlling as them right that's, that's so you true. have to kind of yeah. give them the stage where they feel like well i don't need to be a controlling jack with yeah. this guy yeah i can just be normal yeah and so that's one aspect that i think mm-hmm. dealing with controlling jack um but then if it's too much too tough mm-hmm. yeah you, the friendship will fracture it's, if it's to you are also a controlling jack alpha mm-hmm. two alpha males there mm-hmm. Then it's not easy yeah and then the key here with all these toxic people is you as an individual have to be able to have some sort of discernment of the self-value that you present in a relationship too yeah. because if you do have a friend who's uh who's a straight jacket um i love just like the i love the insight that you provided because it wasn't you recognize the value of that friendship more yeah. so of his personality in dealing yeah. with friendship yeah. and was able to navigate and work through that mm-hmm. whereas some uh, someone would have just see that as a lost cause mm-hmm. and i look i don't want to work out man get out of my face like mm-hmm. you know but i think if you really do care about that person um you, you realize that you can be able to present something to help them mm-hmm. rather yeah. than them imposing their force or their mm-hmm. will on you mm-hmm. to do what they want to do all right so lastly we have the judge the jealous judgmental um so the jealous judgmental is similar to the negative nancy mm-hmm. but with the spin of jealousy mm-hmm. so basically they have so much self-hate that they can't be happy for anyone around them mm-hmm. their jealousy comes as judgment criticism or gossip they have so much self-hate that they can't be any that they can't be happy for anyone around them that they're jealous that their jealousy comes out as judgment criticism or gossip um and reading reading the jealous judgmental um it really highlights to me certain friendships especially when i was younger um what you have to watch out for is a lot of these jealous judgmental people will never truly do it in your face will mm-hmm. never really be jealous or judgmental they really won't criticize you or judge you in your face they're usually the nicest people to yeah. you or you know when you're with them like alone like oh, yeah. they're they're fine it's only when you throw in other people in the aspect they change who they are mm-hmm. or when you're not there yeah. they change who you are so um and i've I think of situations where, you know, like as a kid playing basketball, like um, in the in the playground back in like, you know, um, in my preteen years and building these friendships and, you know, finally realizing like, oh, who can be my friends and who is not. Um, and hearing hearing like how certain people will talk about you when you're not Mm -hmm. there or more so how they talk about other people in front of you while Mm -hmm. you're there are certain red flags of like 
are they really friends? So um, lastly, you know, share your thoughts on these jealous and judgmental people and, you know, how they've affected your life or how you choose to navigate through this kind of relationship with someone who behaves like that. Yeah. Well, this, this, this is a tough one because it's not just other people being jealous and judgmental. I think yeah. we ourselves can fall into being jealous and judgmental. That's true. So um, the what you said about how other people talked about mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. in front of you, mm-hmm. that's something that I've had to work on a lot mm. because I usually figure out what type of a person someone is by how they talk about other people to me. Because mm. then I know if... If if the the way they talk about other people to me yeah. is most likely how they will be talking about me, hundred percent. So then then that's that that kind of the, the the sentiment that I have. So it's not really trying to figure out if they're jealous of me or not. It's yeah. just well, if they're jealous of others, mm-hmm. and they hate others. Mm-hmm. There is a a tremendous amount of chances that they will hate me. Fair enough, yeah. yeah. Very soon. Mm-hmm. So then it's easy to start taking precautions. Uh, but also just making sure we watch ourselves too, yeah. not to fall into such traps because yeah. we're still human. Yeah. So every time you feel mm-hmm. as though you're becoming jealous, mm-hmm. um, you you have to refrain yourself. And yeah. there's a, a, a good quote, I think maybe Jordan Peterson or someone said, you know, a friend is happy when you give them like they they share the same feeling with you mm-hmm. when you have a good news yeah they're happy with you yeah when you have bad news mm-hmm. they're sad with you yeah so regardless of the news that you have mm-hmm. you always feel like you can share with that friend yeah all right without them being jealous yeah. meaning it's someone that if you got a job promotion you can mm-hmm. come bro i got a job promotion yeah. and the dude is broke he's still like yeah man we got a job promotion <laughs> you know and it's not like, damn, man, look at me. It doesn't turn things, yeah. make them about him. Like, I, you got the job promotion. Yeah. It has nothing to do with me. Let's rejoice. Absolutely. And if you got fired, mm-hmm. it doesn't turn that about him. Yeah. You know, it does. It's it's that's kind of the type of people we need in our lives. People that don't make our good news about them. Yeah. They just, they just give us the space and yeah. they enjoy the good news with us. Wow. Uh, yeah that's a powerful point um because i always i always look at jealousy as as what as what people are saying to you or about Mm -hmm. you um but you brought up the point of just how they frame that attention and Mm -hmm. that's very that's very spot on because like someone who is jealous or like has difficulties being able to accept that happiness for other people mm-hmm. are always going to center that back to them yeah. you know it's just like all right that's great for you but you know i'm trying to do this or things yeah. like that or even trying to one-up you like yeah. oh you did this well no, I, did this. I just got yeah. that or just did this yeah. and it's like it's like you know i would give you that space you mm. know if you brought that up to me like yeah. like it's my time, time is my time yeah, exactly enjoy mine right now yeah so, <laughs> it's like bro i just passed my test what test was it oh it was a calculus test man i took that like five years ago it was too easy so all of a sudden yeah. like 
of course it was yeah. easy of yeah. course yeah. but like i just had yeah. this this good news yeah. like let's just let me rejoice let yeah. me let's enjoy this yeah. and so those are the type of friends yeah you know that hey if everything mm-hmm. always goes back like you said they're trying to one up on you yeah turn everything back to them mm-hmm. no those are not the people that you should be sharing your news with absolutely yeah. absolutely and we can do this unintentionally without even knowing too yeah. um and this is where we have to be very very um particular about because every time like someone even new like shares information to us mm-hmm. um like we think it's conversational by being able to add on well, what yeah. we're saying but it's almost like we're especially when we're meeting someone new and especially like the whole thing of like oh what do you do for a living what yeah. i do this well i do this i do that blah, blah, blah. it's like oh i have a brother who just did well my brother does this <laughs> and my something does that it's just like well Okay, you, you just if you wanted to touch it, just say that. <laughs> just say that. Um, and you know, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you guys uh, were able to walk away here with some interesting perspective on toxic people um, and their traits. Uh, most importantly, learn to value yourself each and every day. Take those little decisions to make sure that you are putting yourself at priority and a focal point to better yourself and learn to love yourself and allow people to love you. And once again, my name is David and I'm here with Manasseh. Thank you. Again, thank you very much. And uh, we hope to see you soon. Bye-bye.